um, what's it called? A little trailer, a little intro that we recorded when Roy was down here the other day. So we're going to have to get that in here. But you're not Roy. I'm not Roy. You're not Roy. So we won't play that one today anyway. <laughs> hey, welcome, everybody. Um, word of the week. And today is Christmas Eve. So we're excited. Um, Roy is actually traveling back home to Ohio from Florida, or they may have got in at like 3.30 this morning, I think he said. So he's not joining us today. Instead, I have a special guest, my little sister, Victoria Kidd. Thanks for coming, sis. Glad to be here. I'm so awesome. I mean, I'm so excited. I'm so awesome. I'm, Look at that. Well, let's do that too. <laughs> let's talk about that for a minute. The word of the week is not awesome. But while we're on the subject. <laughs> this guy. No, but uh, I'm excited that, you know, that we're close enough geographically speaking mm -hmm. geography don't know if that's why can't word. i put words together this morning at all <laughs> because it's christmas eve it's christmas eve all right so anyway geographically speaking i'm excited that that's we're better. close enough that you could come over here and sit on the pod couch we call it the pod couch because we podcast from the couch so I sit on the pod couch with me and discuss and last week when roy and i were live we decided that um that we should do word of the week being family since it's that time of year where family gets together, especially this year when it's so hard to um, get together with family. But we've been hanging out with y'all since the beginning of Corona. So we got it. You got it. Right. But no, thank God, literally, that none of us happens. So. so today we're going to discuss family. And man, family is such a broad word. And the way it works on the podcast here for word of the week is whoever comes up with the word has to go first and that would be me so i'm gonna go first on this and then we'll let you talk because when she gets started <laughs> it's got over. that from him it's it's over you know so um so for me family is well i think for us probably but i don't want to speak for you but family is such a broad term it's not just blood relationship and i know the way to, that we were raised is like the village mentality, right? Everybody, whether you're related or not, you probably are, you know, the hills of West Virginia, the hollers run deep, but the, uh, but the, the bloodline don't <laughs> so, facts, right? Um, so kind of growing up with that mentality that everybody's your family. And, you know, the thing, especially growing up, uh, without a lot, those relationships is all you got and you know whether it's preparing a meal you cook enough for everybody and if somebody stops by you feed them that's just what we do we feed people right uh because you really don't have much more than that than that right you got in west virginia everybody's fed you can tell everybody's fed yeah and so for me family is like a broader um a broader spectrum than just blood it's uh, my work people or my family like employees and team members and and everybody and i use the term brother a lot or sister a lot and i think part of that's probably from the church too right that's the church that's part of that's from the church oh brother kenny brother this brother that sister what you know and uh, so we kind of have fun with that but i do i, I call everybody brother and, and sister and uh i don't know i just think it's cool to just like I think there are cultures where it's just really family is just who you're, who you're blood related to. And um, for me, 
you know, we can get biblical on it and go all the way back, right? That we're I did all, look that up. We're all God's children, yeah, I right? That up. That and uh, so that would be appropriate yeah. uh, for this time of year, especially. So that's family for me is really just uh, family is less of that blood relationship, but it's it's more of how you treat people. Right. I guess I could have just said that. Well, of rambling. What about you? Talk to me about family. Since you're my, this is my little sister. If you're just tuning in, this is my little sister. So word of the week being family, I thought appropriate to have Vicky on the podcast today. Yeah. So yeah, obviously kind of the same thing. We definitely grew up knowing that, you know, family is who you, you choose to be your family, you know? So like when you're in the military, the military people are your military family, right? your army family, your coast guard family, your whoever. I've got basketball family from, basketball from Elijah sports or Isaiah's lacrosse team or, you know, whoever. So you got your church family. Oh, yeah. You got your church family, you get your church family. You go to lunch after church. Lunch after church is a good it's thing. Literally I mean, it's literally like, thing. That, that is, it is. It's, it's a sense of, you know, just love and, and um, just time to spend with people that care about you, that you care about and just to catch up. Um, I think also that, you know, deciding who your family, not just for yourself, but for your family, your kids is also kind of a big deal. You know, Uncle Jay and them didn't know that they were not our blood family until our dad passed away. So we got to tell the people about this stuff. So here's a real deal, right? We show up in life and don't know what's happening because we're little baby children, people. And then we grow up calling uncle this and uncle that. And then uh, this is particularly the people here in like Palm Harbor, Florida, our family there, because our grandparents, my dad's parents moved here uh, in Palm Harbor, like in the 50s, like in the late 50s, early 60s, I guess. And Palm Harbor, see, there's one of them. Savannah, right there's one of them. We love you too. But um, they show up here and Palm Harbor was a different place back then. All orange gross. Nothing but orange gross as far as you could see. As far as you could see it. And even when I grew up here in the 80s, it was a completely different place than it is today. But I grew up when living here in the 80s and all these family members, like my mom taught Sunday school at the church. At the church. To all the children in the neighborhood. And all those children grew up to be my uncle's. And yeah. Aunts. yeah. And it wasn't until I'm still sorted out. So I'm not going <laughs> to pretend like I know what's going on, but it wasn't. I mean, I'm still trying to sort out who's my, who's my blood family. Right. And then I gave up one day. I said, no, it really don't matter. No, no, but it was true. Like with, with uncle Jay and them, which the Hurleys are huge of a family. Yeah. 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 We would be all these. And right. then it's like, Oh, but where, whose kid is he? Well, we ain't blood kin. I'm sorry, what? So it's like, you know, that for us, though, the amount of love and relationship we have and have had and always have had and always will have with certain people or families that are not blood related um, has been passed down to us by our fathers or mothers making these you know, relationships with other people. So in that instance, we still have, you know, our kids that we decide and we choose 
also who their family is going to be uh, that isn't blood related, you know. So whoever we bring around, that's, you know, we have Sarah and, and Amanda. I have Sarah right. and Amanda. And that, that's, you know, their family to us. That's right. And, you know, you can't tell the kids anything different. Well, you know, it's funny is like yeah, Roy, Roy and Rachel the other day when we were, they were talking that like we were all together and, mm -hmm. and um, Reese had said something to said something about it. But Rachel says, that's your uncle, Joe. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, you know, whatever. She's like, that's your uncle. Like we've literally like since Ryan was a baby, yeah. like we've been together. We've been hanging out. We've been family. And so family does grow. So that's your your family that you then there's the family let's switch gears for a minute okay so there's the adopted family that's the people that we Choose. may may or may not even know if we're related to them or not but we call them family because or if you're west virginia they just love people anyway. look man this is really for me it boils down to just love people man and um i think that i think i mean that's the lesson that's the biblical lesson that we learn is right we, yeah. we just treat everybody that way but let's switch gears for just a second and go over to, hey, good morning, Aunt Vida. That's real family there. Oh, there's another one there. There's a real family member there, too. By blood, and we know that. That's Because <laughs> she's the one that can tell you who is and who isn't. That's the one we go to right that's there. That's the go-to. That's the right go-to. Because Mama could remember that's, everybody's yes. birthday, yes. 400 children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And send you a card with, with shiny stick stickers, with stickers all on. over it. That's right. Yeah. So shifting gears for a second. So there's the family in a very broad sense, um, and that's just everybody that we just love. Then somebody's going to comment about my accent coming back because when I get around here and start talking <laughs> about it, oh boy. It's my fault. See, everything's my fault. I mean, that's why our parents had you. <laughs> hey, what's, what's up, uh, Patrick? How's it going, man? Thanks for tuning in. So shifting the gear, I'm, I've been trying okay, to shift gears for about shifting. 10 minutes now, but shifting the gear to this. So there's the family that you just love all people around you. Gotcha. But then there is the prescribed family. Those are the people that you are blood related to and you can't get rid of them even when you want to. <laughs> and you all got one. Don't judge me. Okay. Cause y'all got one. Y'all got somebody in your family. You're like, I don't know. I'd be friends with them if I didn't have to be. <laughs> So here's what I, I've assessed that, right? Here, here, I was actually just talking to somebody about this yesterday. No, I've got a whole thing about this, Vicki. i got a whole Lord, thing about I'm, this. Lord, let's, we should have prayed before we, we started should. this, but, you know. Good thing. Hey, Vada, go ahead and pray for us real quick. <laughs> right we quick. need it right, right quick. Right quick. No, but here's, here's the thing about it. I think it's really kind of cool. So there's people that you like, that you're introduced to in life, and you're like, oh, those are really cool people, and you naturally bring them in as extended family. Then there's people in your family, and for whatever reason, um, and it could be any distant relationships or whatever, that are maybe just not good for you. Maybe they're on a different track mm -hmm. of life that is not a positive influence on the track that you're on. But you, you can't write them off. Like, not me, anyway. I mean, some people do. Some people say, hey, right. not my family no more, right? But for, for me, I, can't, I just can't write. And, and I think that's a cultural thing, probably how we was raised, but I can't just write people off. So I just. <laughs> Thank you. I do love her. Mm -hmm. But there's people for whatever reason, right, that um, but that are part of your family, like literally blood related, 
that you just you can't just get rid of family. You can't write people off. You can't divorce a, a cousin or, or an aunt or an uncle or a brother or sister or parent or whatever. So I think there's a really cool lesson of, of patience and love, like enduring love that is that's in that where you got to love on them. But you have to put you do have to put boundaries, I think, even with your family. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if not, it's like they have to be like the people in your circle, I believe, have to be people who are carrying you closer to the destination, who are going to support your walk whatever that walk is and encourage you and lift you up and celebrate, um, you know, celebrate your victories and, and, and help you get there. But sometimes we've got people that we're forced to be around, whether it's a boss or a family member or a neighbor or whatever that are not part of that positive influence. So how do you, you don't have to say no names. I don't want you to, but how do you deal with those circumstances, those situations where you want to love on somebody because you kind of have to, but you like you have to keep them a little bit at a distance. So you, I mean, you've probably experienced that. Maybe once or twice. Don't point at me when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, I think that it's kind of your own self-growth a little bit, too, um, because, you know, there's always in the back of my head kind of that, you know, as growing up being taught kind of dad's little rhymy verse of if they're not helping they're hindering and you have to remind yourself of that sometimes and bring yourself back to that because sometimes you can get consumed with especially me I get very consumed with being a helper of people or you know caring or putting too much of myself into other people that I forget about myself or you know take away from my family and my family knows that I am, you know, my kids, I should say, and Victor, you know, know that I am a very compassionate, giving person. Right. And so it's hard for me to just even step away a little bit sometimes because I know that there are other people that need me also. But that's also like a nursing thing, you know. Um, But I think that it's just a balance is what you have to end up figuring out and self-reflecting often so that you know when you've gone too far into where you're taking away from what you need to do or you're losing focus of who you are or what you're supposed to be doing because you're pouring out so much to somebody else so it's just self-reflecting often to make sure that yes it's important to help your neighbors your family your friends you know whether they be you know adopted family or friends or blood or, you know, just the neighbor, literally your neighbor or whoever. Um, But just self-reflecting to make sure that you always kind of keep that structure and balance in your self. That's hard to do. It is very hard. Because we give everybody our best and we get home and the people are closest to us get the left, you know, get the rest, whatever's left over. I think that's why it's important to kind of keep, and I got it wrote down in my notebook, like the, I mean, it's easy to, to know it. Right. But I got to wrote down God, wife, family. Like, you know, in that, it, it, it's yeah. that order and it, on purpose. It's, 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 but we it, don't do it in that order Well, always. sometimes, and you don't, you know, Elijah had um, a basketball coach that um, was very influential in his life. And he always told him and taught him, you know, because 
it's a drive and a motivation and a love for him so much. And as a kid, you have responsibilities for like your schoolwork and to be a good kid, do your stuff, your chores around the house, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, to teach them that it's, you, you have to have that structure of life of God first, right? family, then basketball. I mean, school should be well, in God, there, but spouse, then family. Well, I'm saying for, well, not for Elijah, for Elijah, he, he ain't got a spouse. He, he does not but, work but, good for that. But hold on. But, that's important. We can't just breeze past that like it's not there. No, because correct. I wish somebody would have ingrained that in me early. Right. You know why? Right. You know why? Because it was God family and they probably did ingrain it. I just didn't catch it. Right. Right. But the God family, again, go back to the very first part of this conversation, which was everybody's family. And when everybody's family, who's the priority family member? Right. Well, right. I guess it's kind of like. In my eyes, I would say that I guess we're kind of supposed to know that because, you know, in my mind, it's like, okay, well, you leave your home, your house with your, you know, parents or, you know, home life family to move on, get married and grow up. And then automatically, biblically, that's supposed to be your number one over, you know, your parents, your other extended family, because that's what. God said to do so in my mind. Well, I is it to be like, oh, I gotta choose you over my kid? Like you should be. You know what I mean? It's that. that is like a that's a whole situation. thing. But that's what it you're is. supposed. To, but is. that's what you're supposed to. But on the other side of that, and this is where um, you're supposed to have a mate that's equally yoked. They understand, right? They they know because you're on the same page. You're you're saying, hey, we can make these kids. You know, they're a priority of ours together. And it's, but it's so hard because emotions really, man, this is a tough one because emotions and feelings, and you're like, wait a minute. But, um, well, I think that that's, you know, it's sometimes obvious, uh, obviously you get into a part where you're just like with your significant other, whoever you're, you're kind of just in heat of a moment and you got to like yeah. step back and whatever. I mean, Victor definitely deals with situations about certain things way better than me and I just am like tapped out and I'm like but then I sit back and I think thank God that I have him to be able to to tap me out sometimes or, or hey, I thank God that you have him to tap you out sometimes too Victor we love you and thank you for the comment there and Uncle Maxie we love you too love you love um, you but like he has to be uh, uh, some sort of special man to deal with you this is my little sister, folks. I got to do it. But for real, though, think about no, it. No, he is. No, he, he is. is. He is. Yeah, I haven't kept him around for 15 years for no reason. You mean he, he ain't kept you around 15 years for no reason? We both are still alive. That's, That's just something story. that I would like to also. <laughs> so we, we push through a lot of things. So, you know, I mean, he's somebody that I've chosen to bring in to be a part of my family and then with him and he took me in a different part of him so let's talk about that for a second so yeah so not just about him though but no truly his family his family so with him comes them and you know people thought that victor and i were absolutely crazy because we are the brady bunch modern day wise of he had three kids i had three kids we had the baby together People thought we were absolutely insane. Possibly, yes, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it was great for us because they pretty much kept each other all busy. They were, for the most part, around the same ages enough to where they had like a built-in best friend. So 
you know, that was worked that that was great for us. That worked for us. And then, but with that, you know, it comes his sister and his brothers and, you know, their kids and obviously his mom and dad, aunts and uncles and, you know, nieces and nephews. Like I genuinely love these people with my whole heart and they're wonderful people. And that comes with I've experienced that you have been now because of my choice yep. to bring them around. You've been able to experience that. And then we have Joe, you know, with mom and the girls and, you know, his for, whole family. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and especially you think about it, it's like we were the two of us for all of our lives with no other siblings. <laughs> and then it's just like, okay, well now we have this and that and whoever. So it's, it's definitely, uh, it's it's good. It's good. It's good to be able to bring other people in. I love that you made this transition in perfect time, shifting gears. Again. See, I, sh- I shifted better than him because he shifted it. <laughs> like, ch- let me change gears for yeah. like ten minutes. But I so I did that. This was this is a part that has been the most pro- one of the most important pieces of my life when I talk about family, and I think it's kind of cool. Like, I don't understand how. Love you, Aunt Vida. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, and Heather, we love you too. Hi, big as an ocean. But I don't understand how people, uh, because everybody has different experiences, I guess is all it really is. Uh, but how people don't get along with their siblings. And I don't mean that in a, like they, like you and I, we, I don't think we ever fight. I don't think we ever have really fought, but we've... <laughs> Like real fights, like talking about I'm not talking to my sister yeah, again, I'm not again. talking to my like, brother again, yeah. like, and I, it it crushes my soul. Like it really hurts my heart when people um, have such bad relationships or so, there's something between yeah. family members, uh, whether it's brother or sister, mother, father, uh, father, son, father, daughter, whatever. Like it just hard. It hurts. Like it really, really hurts yeah. my heart to see family members who don't get along. Because here's one thing that. This but is- I think that the reason why that is so deep for you and I that we're able to just swallow our pride, swallow whatever the situation is, is because we know how important that is. Yeah. Because we don't have dad. So. Yeah. You know when you know this and you 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 lose something so important and so. You know, like what would it have been if, I mean, he's not here. So we know we, we just can kind of guess and hope and wish of like, what is it? Would we be making him proud? All those things. But like when people are actually still here, you long for them and you mourn them being not with you anymore, but they're still present. But us, right. we had no choice. Right. Like, you know, you can make up, maybe you have that part of you that's like, oh, well, Maybe eventually we can get through that. I'll maybe get over sometimes, there, right? I'll yeah, get maybe over sometimes. There. Well, and maybe he'll finally call and apologize, or she, or whatever. Yeah, and and you'll get through it. But when you genuinely can't do that, and you learn that, and it's instilled in you at such such a young age, you have a different respect for life, for your family, a different appreciation. For, for, absolutely. For sure. So I think that that's why it is. So, I mean, there's been plenty of people over the years that have ticked us off enough family or adoptive family or whatever you want to call them that we could have possibly been like that as well. But I think that, you know, God knew what he was doing, even though it stunk. But 
it's given us a different appreciation for life and, and for people. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, and that's, that's a whole different yeah. perspective when you lose someone very close to you, especially when you get around the holidays, mm -hmm. but you're right. I mean, when I see those re broken relationships, I think about relationships that you, you can't go back and heal them once that person's gone. Right. And that's, that's a, that's a big total swallow. The, um, the thing for me as well is just you are the only person on this earth that when I say they don't understand or nobody gets it, <laughs> you do get it. Yeah. Because growing up, those struggles, those victories, all those, those accomplishments, those things, like we lived that together. Yeah. It was like when dad wasn't there and it was mom that was raising us, you were there with me yeah. and I was there with you when it was, we were living with dad or living, like it, it was just me and you. So there was, there was literally nobody yeah. else on Especially this Especially in Dixie County. There was a whole lot literally of nobody else on earth that had like, that exactly. was, that went, that experienced our childhood together. Like it was just you and me. Right. And sometimes I was raising you. Yeah. And sometimes you kept me alive because I was I obligated to take care of you and I couldn't let you not right. make it through and I couldn't let you make it through alone. And, and so it's like, I wasn't, I wasn't told to do that. I wasn't yeah. born to do that, but I was born to do that. So I think that there's just a special bond with family members that when you experience something together, like our cousins, right? When we go and talk to our cousins, we're like, when we talk about mama from the cousin's perspective and the man's family, yeah. you don't have to even talk about it. Yeah. You just say mama and your cousins all get it. Yeah. All 4,000 of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they all get it. Yeah. We all have that in common. You can smell the honeysuckle on the vine, by the creek, on the farm, down the, the holler. <laughs> In West they Virginia, the sunshine, when they they the sunshine through the pipe. I mean, you just say the farm up in West Virginia, Mama Papa's farm, and every, like you can, you're there. The nostalgia yeah. just comes with it, and it's. I love that and about. I butter. think that's the thing about honey butter. I think that's the thing about family is when you have that thing in common, and I, maybe that's why extended family or adopted family or whatever you want to call them are are. So important, like my, my army family, right? My military family out in Hawaii. We got married, Justin and I got married in Hawaii. The only people there that were related were my army family. Yeah. Because it was in Hawaii during Christmas right time. Right before Christmas. Yeah. And we made the decision in yeah. October that we're going to get married in December in Hawaii. So it, it's, but that, that I, we were talking about that. I'm like, that was our family. I love, you said this earlier. I love that where it's your, you have different pods, I guess, of family, yeah. your church family, your whatever work family, whatever. And you know what? I, I, I didn't share it, but I sent a message to all my army buddies and, re, and asked them to record a video, just a happy anniversary video. Aww. And everybody that was at our wedding, just about sent us a video, short video. And I put them all together and I gave them to Jess as that's one video. Awesome. So, but that's how your family 20 years later, yeah. that family that is not blood related. Correct. Came through in a, in a, in a matter of an afternoon. And well, you know, that's like, um, you know, we had recently just uh, a couple months ago went, Victor and I uh, camped for the weekend, a friend of his birthday, his birthday was coming up. And um, so we got to get away uh, for a couple days 
up north Florida and was able to uh, reconnect with Tina. Yeah. And we, we ain't gonna call her by nickname. We ain't gonna do that on the internet. Sorry, but I'll text her. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> my friend, um, since I lived in Dixie County, and I think I was like eight years old, she was, um, you know, my best friend. You know, I had I, uh, her and Jennifer McLaughlin. Joey won't call her by her nickname either. Um, see, he don't want to get in trouble while we're on the internet. We're going to have to do this more often. <laughs> So he don't call people names. Um, no, but so it, it was amazing because I physically had not been in person and seen her mm -hmm. for 22 years or something, I think. And she came out, we met up and they had, you know, music and karaoke and stuff. I mean, it was literally like. I, we had not skipped a beat. Now we have, you know, talked and texted right. and video chatted and, you know, even over the years, maybe wrote some letters, whatever. We stayed in contact intermittently over, you know, the last 22 years. And then, you know, obviously prior to that, but it was just that, I, and she's my family, you know, like growing kind of a big up, deal. it is a big deal. And <laughs> Tina, uh, Love you, Tina. Anyway, <laughs> so I mean, she's a big heart. Joey, okay, I'm gonna go out here and throw Joey on the bus because he keeps doing this. So I was like this big, nothing but legs, and we're we gonna go there. We're gonna, we got my one friend minute Tina <laughs> was taller and 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 she wasn't grown up. She's just. Yeah. A little bit. She was more, more mature than mature body wise. So he used to call her big friend and me little friend. So his knocks about big heart and she does have, she's a sweetheart. She's the best. She really is. She really is. I absolutely. She hasn't sent me the photos of her and I whenever we were kids. She was supposed to send them a couple months ago. Just throwing that out there. Mm -hmm. But um, no, she's awesome. So no, I, I just mean it's it's definitely who you decide to have as your family. Um, it's a choice. It's a choice to keep them close or far, mm -hmm. depending on, you know, who they are or what they take from you or what you get from them. But, um, you know, it's definitely a choice. It's I'm grateful to be able to have you all here and see my nieces, my niece and my nephew grow up and Sammy coming down. And I'm grateful that, you know, like when you're in the suck, it ain't fun. Um, and we definitely experienced a lot of suck growing up. Um, but I'm grateful for now those experiences because I think that because of the way that we were raised and listen, just because maybe you had experienced tough things growing up. I mean, real, real tough stuff that kids shouldn't have to experience. That doesn't mean that. Because this ain't a knock on my parents by any means. There was never a time in my life that I ever felt that my parents didn't love me. I always, we didn't always have Except money. Except for when I'm around because they love me more. So they may, he may have felt like, oh, they like, they love her more than me. But they still loved him. Just not as much as you me. You see who needs all the attention? This is, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> no, but for real, there's never a time in my childhood I ever felt not loved or like we there were times where i was hungry but you know what our parents always provided they found a way and there was times that we had to work 
to get that food no, but, or to but, get but that. But that thing. taught us so but many that things. Us so much, yeah. And you know what is so funny that you bring that up too is that I have tried to remember like specific Christmas or birthdays that I've gotten a specific gift that I was just in awe of or that I could remember. And I really couldn't remember like specific gifts other than the cotton candy machine. It was um, a legit gift. It was a legit gift. Because we weren't allowed to have sugar. And cotton candy is not the sugar. sugar. So it's kind like of a We literally, sugar. hold on, pause for the cause. We literally were not allowed to have sugar. Once a week. Once a week. Real story. Sure. You want to tell the story? You want me to tell the story? Go ahead. I'm going to tell the story. He likes to talk more than me. The trailer we lived in, when you walk in the door, you're in the, the living room. It's a single wide trailer. And you walk, you're in the living room, and then you turn to left. And you're in the kitchen and there was a card table in the kitchen, which was the Our card table, table, baker's rack, storage unit, everything. It was where we sat and had dinner. It was, there wasn't enough room in the kitchen for four people to sit and have dinner. So our dad and his wife would sit on the couch and eat and we would sit watch Jeopardy and watch Jeopardy. Hmm. Well, we would listen and we would sit at the card table in the, uh, in the kitchen and we weren't allowed to have sugar. Can I tell? Did I say that yet? <laughs> so we would sit at the card table and be like, "Hey, Vicky." I was always trying to recruit her. Hey, Vicky, because Dad liked her more. True story. Confirmation. I'll be honest with you. Just and we would sit at the card table. I was the good one. That and, was why. And, yes, in his <laughs> eyes. And the principal. Kind of in the principal's eyes. All right, and, listen, listen. Okay. Anyways, anyway, get anyway, back. back to Go the ahead. Story. So we would sit at the card table. I'd be like, "Vicky, ask Dad if we can." share a can of pepsi she's like no you ask him i'll be like no he likes you more and he he'll yell at me and this is real facts like that's how it would go but down wait, but wait also but we were a team though yes we were okay. teaming this so here's how it would go down is eventually about halfway through the meal <laughs> i would convince her to say dad dad what we had to wait commercial. Come on. We had to wait. Oh, we knew better. We had to Don't wait until the commercial would come on. That increased our show, chances of getting correct. to share a soda. You got to get in there. And Timing so, is everything. So commercial comes on. Dad, what? Can me and Joey share a, a Pepsi? What do you say? Y'all just shared one last week. <laughs> it was typically once a week we got to share either a Pepsi or RC Cola. Depending you know on how, how the times were. And you know how it went. If he said yes. We had the clear glasses and we would put one in there and we would pour it out and we had to get down on the counter and look at it. Yeah, but or except when the person that held the can. Got oh, getting the can. Get the can. Get I want to drink it from the can. <laughs> you just got the can last week. Because there's more in the can. That's yeah. why you want to drink it out of the can. <laughs> but, so, but we went, but we got through we it did. together. We did. We got through it together. And we got a lot of teeth probably left in our mouth that didn't get rotted out. I didn't even have a cavity. Teeth. I didn't have a cavity. I mean, my 20s. Really, literally. Because honestly. Because we had no sugar. No. And we were really healthy because yeah. dad hunted for his food, um, you know, for their meat for the most part. Um, the, you know, fish, shrimp, scallops, any of that stuff yeah. was, you know, um, um, from him typically or a family member or a friend. Family. The shrimp. Dad would come home with an igloo <sighs> cooler, the big one, full of shrimp, 
And we yeah. would spend days deheading, deveining, and peeling shrimp. I'm Flashback. quick at it now. Flashback. Hey, Red Lobster, I'll put them out of business. Yeah. No, you can eat, peel, and eat shrimp, man. Well, out of that business. and then moving to Dixie County, growing our own vegetables. And yeah. I mean, all those things. Like, but, you know, with hunting, you have hunting buddies or, or friends or family, whatever. Oh, yeah. We're supposed to get back to family. You trade off. You trade off. Like, yeah. if you get you know, a couple deers this season, but somebody else got a boar, a couple boars, you're going to trade some of that boar meat for your deer meat or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, call it camp meat. So well, if you kill something, you got to share it with everybody at camp. Like, you know, whatever, however you do it. I don't know what the hay to do. I don't know. But the thing is, the point being is that even if they're not family by blood, that's your hunting family or whatever. Right. And you, you share with each other, but Dad had said to me, and when I, this is going back to, you know, presents of birthdays or Christmas or whatever, Dad has said to me, you know, all the time, you know, about, or not me, but us, but I do remember it of being, you know, I never felt poor, but I guess I was a little younger than you. The, well, I felt poor. The 50 cent or 25 cent jelly shoes that were like my new school shoes um, didn't affect or bother me like, at all. I didn't even see that as being like, or yeah. um, that year I got hairspray for Christmas and a comb. I don't recall those things, but I, but I was in middle school too, so it's hard different. to be. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was at that phase of life. Yeah, but know, I mean, so. I guess I just I don't remember the gifts, but I remember the times. I remember Mama and Papa coming to our house, like yeah. you know, for Christmas or whatever. But Dad saying to us, you know, you're rich in love. Yeah, hundred percent. And always said that. Always said that, and it was so genuinely true because. The amount of love that we got from our family and even, you know, the road trips and things like that, going to West Virginia and back and, you know, so, uh, laying in the back of a fighting over who got to be in the back of Papa's truck, Papa's truck, truck. Uh, to, you know, ride 16 hours. I mean, for the love of Pete, who wants to do that on purpose? Like, when argue, it's cold out, it wasn't fun. Argue and fight over it. But I, I can still remember the sound of the rain on the topper being like the most soothing, amazing sound, you know, like, so no matter what or where or how little or how much we had, we always had family Yeah. and we were always loved and did we were feel, always rich. Did you feel poor when we didn't have electric for a year? I felt poor when we didn't have it. We I felt lived, cold. We lived, <laughs> man, when we lived there, we lived, this is Wasn't what Wasn't a year? It was, it was almost a year. Yeah, it was almost a year. We moved from this area, from yeah. uh, Hudson up to Dixie County, and this is what happened. I, I, we're way over on our time, but eh, it'd be all right. But this is what happened is we, um, dad lost his job because he, his yeah. injury from from the military and he ended up not being able to do the job that he had anymore, his, his shoulder. Yeah, construction work. So he took what he had or could could, uh, could muster up, and we moved on a piece of land up in Dixie County. And so here's here was the deal. He bought the land on a note, so he financed it. And it was like 50 or it's 60 bucks. what they call bucks. a note yeah, about back six, then. Buying on time. So about $60, Handshake. $60 a, a month is what he paid for the acreage. Wow. But we didn't have a place to live in it. So he made a deal with a guy, uh, R.C. Long, to put a trailer on oh, there. Yeah. R.C. owned the trailer. And when I say trailer, it wasn't a new trailer. It was 
a very old trailer with holes in the floor and everything. But here's the way this works. You got to follow me on this. This is a long way to tell a short story. But so you put the trailer on the land. Oh, but, I remember. But you can't. And then you could put a power pole on the ground, but they won't connect the power to the power pole unless you have a culvert. And if you don't know what a culvert is, there's a ditch between the road and the property. And then they put that pipe in the ditch yep. and they cover it's it big, with lime rock like, or whatever. Yeah. Right. So that pipe is called a culvert. And this was the thing we had to get the trailer up there. So we got the trailer and then we had to save up money to get the power pole, which is like $150 because it's a power pole and save a box. That up. And then we had to get $500 to put the culvert and the limestone. And let me tell you, $500 was an unimaginable amount of money. So here's what we did. I worked, I was 13 years old and I worked for RC oh, I do to pay yeah. the note for the trailer while dad worked at the chicken house yep. to get money to pay the rents or Stinky pay the mortgage. The whole world. Yeah. To pay the mortgage for the, for the land. And so at 13 years old, I'm literally working for, to pay our, our trailer note that didn't have electric because the money dad was making like $20 a day working at the chicken house uh, was um, the money that we were trying to save up to get the $500 for the culvert. That way we could get the electricity hooked up. Now there's not city water. So there's a, a, there was a pump that pumped the water out of the ground. But we didn't have electricity, so the pump didn't work. So we had one of them pumps like this to get the water out of the ground, like little house on the prairie. And so we had kerosene heaters to keep us warm. We had outside fires to cook our food. And in the wintertime, when it got cold, everything froze. So we had it in an igloo cooler. And well, the milk would freeze. But wait, though. You had to dig a hole in the ground. Yeah. In, in the shed area. Yeah. So that... Your igloo cooler stayed cooler than, than everything, else. everything else. So you dug the hole in the ground to put those food that the food that you couldn't, you know, you didn't want to go bad because the ground was colder. And then you put the cooler in there, and then you put a tarp on top of that. Thing. And then we had that. We had uh, it was the whole thing. So yeah, that's what we did. We worked. I worked for the to pay for the work? trailer. You probably just caused trouble. I was at, probably at Mama's house. Eating and doing all the things. It was tough, though. I mean, that was it was a tough time, but um, but we had a roof over our heads. Yeah. And and we was always at church. And the commute, well, the church family was yeah. really the family that kept us uh, clothed and fed. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, but it took us a year to get that five hundred dollars for the culvert and get the power hooked up. And man, I'd never been so happy to take a warm shower in my life. I can imagine. I mean, I knew it was cold, but I didn't yeah. know there was that much, you know, that went into went to it. Or smell it like a campfire every day. But I mean, a lot of people did up there. I mean, I'll were, never forget coming home from school and there being this horrible smell as I'm like walking towards the trailer oh, and I'm like, what is that smell? Oh, and boy. thankfully it wasn't like there was a whole bunch of kids on our street that like, we're going to make fun of you because they smelt it also coming from your property because there were none. There was Arnold. Oh, he'll make fun of us. And that's it. Well, that, he was my best friend. He so that's what we knew. also made fun of everything, but still does. But, um, no, I was walking like on that lime rock road and I'm like, 
boy, what is that smell? It is terrible. And it just kept getting worse the closer I got to, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, it is our property. Yep. Manure. A mound of manure stacked higher than the trailer. Waiting for us to be there to yep. be able to spread it all out. That had a great idea oh. that we were going to become farmers. And so um, with basically with a pickaxe and a, and a hoe. What was the little thing though? Shovel. I like that little till thing, whatever it was. I thought it was so cool. You thought it was cool because <laughs> I had to hand plow. I did that too. I helped I hand do plowed it. A, a half sure. On my we, he, we did that. Yep. Vicky did it all from pretty much by herself. Probably. Also <laughs> dug those ditches for like the pie. What you didn't do is crush cans though. I did because Joey would threaten me that if I didn't do it. We're out of time folks. Yeah. <laughs> you see that? Oh, well, yeah. I don't know. I'm, we do have to wrap it up, but yeah. I'm so grateful for everybody who's tuned in. want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Thank you for spending this Christmas Eve, um, this Christmas Eve morning with us. Yeah. And if you're watching after the fact, thanks for enduring 45 minutes of us rambling about our childhood. But we do love you all, um, even if we don't know you. We love you because you know, you're God's children. And, and they so might be we, our family. That's and not we our probably blood. folks somehow or another. And even if we ain't, we are. Yeah. So thank you all so much. Thank you for all the comments. Bobby, thank you for the comments. Uh, Mike, 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 our cousin. cousin Mike. He's talking about my eyebrows because he knows I got the good eyebrows. Aunt Robin, we love you. Love you, Aunt Robin. See all the family members coming yeah. in. So. You see that? Hey, y'all have a very Merry Christmas. And we'll be back again. Me and, well, Roy and I will be back again next week, um, Thursday morning, 8.30. We have no idea what the word of the week is then, but... Uh, Merry Christmas, and we'll see you then. Merry Christmas.